You are listening to Kick It, Don't Quit It, a motivational spiritual podcast seeking to spread love and grace. We are thankful that you have tuned in. So without further ado, come and kick it with the girls. Just don't quit on the world. Hi, this is Holly, and I'm so glad to be back. We're talking about success and how we get there and the journey to get there and how tough it can be, but uh, how worth it it is. So, and success really covers all different areas, um, whether it's losing weight, whether it's having a successful spiritual life or being professionally successful. Uh, I know I, for one, want success in all of those parts of my life, but the journey to get there sometimes stinks. So uh, I wanted just to open up that conversation because right now I'm in pursuit myself of uh, a promotion. I'm also trying to lose weight. Uh, I've currently lost over 200 pounds. Amen. Which the journey to that wasn't easy. <laughs> no. It stunk. It never <laughs> it still is. does because, you know, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lifestyle that takes away everything that tastes good and, <laughs> and means anything to you in life. Uh, I am currently on that process as well. I went to the gym three times this week. Woot, woot. I am sore. I worked out with a trainer today and... She had me do some exercises, um, some stretches at the beginning that um, have changed my life. Like, I am so excited. Like, I told so many people about it today. Um, but um, back to the topic of success, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and I, when I say a lot of podcasts, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, but I have four that I listen to. Um, extremely regularly I have um, the uh, oh goodness it's um, Passion City Church's podcast I listen to Transformation Church's podcast I listen to Elevation Church's podcast and then I listen to a podcast called The Basement with Tim Ross and I cannot tell you which podcast it was um I know it was one of those four because I know it was a Christian-based podcast that I was listening to, but they were talking about success and one of the comments they made, and Megan hates this this comment, she hates this vocabulary, but they said success starts with sucks. Tell her to stop cussing, y'all. <laughs> um, Just give it up. But, but it's true that to succeed, you have to fail. Like you, there has to be failure involved. There has to be things that don't work to be able to figure out the things that do work. And I did, I did a little bit of research this week since we we knew what we were talking about, and I wrote down some quotes. Um, the first one is by Walter Churchill, and it says, "Success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm." Mm. So it's going from from things that don't work to another thing that doesn't work and knowing that there is success in the end, you're just figuring out those things that don't work before you get to the things that do. Um, And then Henry Ford said, failure is simply the opportunity to begin again. This time more intellectual. So with more, more smarts with, with more insight into it. So, um, Thomas Edison says, I've not, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. <laughs> I, I'm, I love that because uh, I, I live with memes and gifs and <laughs> clever sayings. And, you know, I saw one today that said, um, I don't want you to compete with me. There's no sense in competing with me because I want you to win. Oh, I saw that on your Facebook and I was like, that is so sweet. And I was so Sister Holly. And for those of you who know Sister Holly, um, her Facebook has always got all the cutest little sayings or fun. Either you're going, oh, or you're laughing out loud because <laughs> they're hilarious, whatever it is. 
Um, and so, but I did, I saw that this morning and I was like, that is just so sweet. And I was like, that's the way we should be. You know, that's the way it should be with our, our, our walking with Christ or our walk with other people or walk with our spouses is that, um, we want them to win. Um, not, not in spite of us and not always because of us, right? but whatever it takes we want them to win so i've been reading this book called 101 uh, tactics of spiritual warfare by jennifer leclerc and uh, she talks a lot about how the enemy uh, different ways that the enemy comes at us and uh, when i'm in pursuit of something you know i don't want to stink at it i don't i don't want to be i don't want to fail nobody wants to fail And the enemy certainly wants us to fail. So what he does is he uses real life things. He uses true things. He uses the truth to lie. And so while I'm in pursuit of losing weight, while I'm in pursuit of going to the next level at church or the next level at work, he reminds me, that I'm not qualified. Mm. You don't have this degree. You don't have this education. You're not uh, equipped with what it takes to do that. And so they begin as thoughts that I entertain. And they start to build blocks because what I do is I speak them out loud and they be, I, I, I sign an agreement. I I now become in alignment with what the enemy has told me because at some point during my life, someone said, you're not qualified. So it was true for something. And because it was true for something at one time, I now become in agreement that that's who I am. And I start to build strongholds in my life where the spirit isn't working and and comes up against that because now I'm agreeing with the enemy that I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified. And so I allow that to stop me while I'm trying to succeed, while I'm trying to, in, in my pursuit. But I've stopped doing that. You know, I refuse to allow the enemy to stop me from succeeding. Because even if I fail, doesn't mean I'm not qualified. Doesn't mean I'm not worthy. It just means, and just I'm because learning. you've done that in the past doesn't mean that you have to continue to do that. Yeah, there's so many times we get stuck. Well, this is the way I've always done it. Well, maybe that needs to change, and that doesn't need to be the way that you do that anymore. Um, the, the 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 definition of insanity is to continue to do something um, that doesn't work over and over again, thinking that it will. Um, and so it's, you, if it's not working, change it. And you're the only person in your life that can do that. Um, you can have friends and family who come and tell you what you need to do, but unless you physically do that, it's never going to change. So you have to actually, you, uh, I can't, my husband can change the way he eats and he can do this and he can do that and he can lose all the weight he wants to. But that doesn't affect my weight. It doesn't affect how I look at myself. In all actuality, it makes me look at myself and, and think worse of myself because I'm like, well, he's putting in the effort and he's making himself better and he's getting healthy. And here I am still sitting on the couch eating the ding-dongs and the ho-hos and, <laughs> and just putting on, on the extra weight, you know. And so, you know, I can't, I can't do it for him. I have to do it for me. I have to, I have to put in the effort because I want to, because I want to look better, because I want to be healthier. Um, not because I want somebody to look at me and be like, oh, well, she looks nice. No, I want to be able to go outside with my kids and run around the yard. And especially, um, I'll have grandbabies in the next few years I want to know that I can go outside and push them on the swing set and run around and chase them around the yard and not be like <sighs> like a like I'm 
pulling for air. Like I need an oxygen tank from work or whatever. You know, I want to know that I can do that and that I'm going to live for years to come and see them grow up. Um, and so I have to, I have to put in that effort. I have to, um, take what, what has failed, what has not worked in the past and figure out what has worked and just focus on that, you know? And I think there are a lot of times when we're, we're pushing for something, we focus too many, too much on the failures. We focus on the things that didn't work instead of, of pulling the things that did work out of that because just because something failed didn't mean everything didn't work right it just means that one thing didn't well and whenever you walk into my house Erin and Holly you'll notice the scripture on the wall that says all things work together for the good of those who love God and so as you as you go through these these journeys to success and you have failures and you experience those hang-ups and those things that maybe I wish I could have I wouldn't have done or I, I know now I could have done better you know all it all turns around and works out for the good because you learned a valuable lesson and now you're holding a mic sharing it with people who are listening to you so those those hardships in your weight loss Holly and Erin I mean people are getting to hear about that now because it all comes around and it works for the good of those who love God yeah. Well, my hardships are self-inflicted most of the time. <laughs> As most, but that's probably the truth. Everybody's, I think they well, say I mean, this now, everybody's truth. I mean, for them, I mean, especially if you're talking about weight loss, I mean, nobody, no, I'm not going to say nobody, most people out there who struggle with weight issues, they didn't get where they are because somebody else shoved food down their throat. No, I mean, and, and that's a, absolutely true. You know, and it's not just with weight loss, though. I mean, yeah. spiritually, my stumbling blocks have been because of me. Yeah. It's been self-inflicted. It's because I struggle with self-discipline. Financially, yeah. my hardships, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time have been self-inflicted because I did not exercise Mm self-discipline i mean when i came in here tonight (laughs) um sister megan had this big spread of all these goodies because i've had a birthday this week and you know i sat there and did not i I did not have any self-restraint at all well those things i have control over i'm not out of control but if you show me one part of your life that's out of control, I'll show you another part of your life that's probably out of control yeah. too. So well, I felt, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pat my own self on the back. Um, because, Go on, girl. Because, because I have, I mean, this week I have put effort in. Um, and I know it's just a week, but a week is a start. And um, the, I, the first, so I was, I was like, I'm going to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So my alarm went off on Monday and I shut it off. And I was like, I'll go tomorrow. And then I tried to go back to sleep and I just tossed and turned for the next two hours. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so Tuesday, I got up and I went. Wednesday, I didn't get home till late Tuesday. So Wednesday, I was like, I didn't get home till late. I'll go tomorrow. Not thinking it's Wednesday night. I'm not going to get home till late because I have church. So it wouldn't have mattered either day. But I got up Thursday and I went to the gym. And then today I knew I had to go because I had the meeting with the trainer. So it wasn't, there was no issue today I was having to go. But it's been, a, it's been a struggle. And then today I went to Sonic and I was getting me something to eat. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to get a lot. I'm going to get an extra long chili cheese cone. And then I was like, Erin, do you need that? Because you know if you get it, you're going to eat all of it. You're not going to stop just because you get full. You're going to eat all of it. And I have been listening to um, some messages where they've talked about gluttony. And they were like, what is gluttony? And it's, they're like, they said, it's the first bite you take after you know you're full. That's gluttony. Mm. So I was like, it's like you. Guilty. What are, uh, so many times Guilty. <laughs> And I said, you know, I'm just going to get, I'm going to get the small one 
because I know that we're having cupcakes and things at Megan's. I know if I'm still hungry, there's there's sweets. You don't need the sweets, but you know you're going to end up eating something like that. So don't don't put that in your your way to make it a stumbling block. And and so I didn't. I was I was very good. I I did what I should have. Now, was it still the, was it the most healthy thing I could eat? No, it's not. I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. And I, if I mess up, I'm going to be like, Erin, you messed up. But tomorrow I'm going to do better. Um, one of the things that I know Megan has struggled with is that when she messes up, she beats herself up. And uh, we went out the other night and she was like, oh, I shouldn't have had this. And I was like, Megan, just do better tomorrow. Mm. Because you're not not doing yourself any good when you degrade yourself over and over again because you messed up. You just have to pick yourself back up and tomorrow I'll do better. I like what you said, just to kind of rewind the, the podcast for just a moment. You you made a statement about not setting a stumbling block, the foot long instead of the six inch in front of you. How many times, um, and I pose this question, uh, listeners, I mean, a- answer this within yourselves right now when you hear this. How many times do you intentionally allow something or place something in your path that you know is going to hinder you to your success? Um, how many times do we make decisions and choices with people, um, foods, places? I mean, whatever the assembling block is for you. I don't know what yours is. I sure know what mine is. But how many times do we do that? Um, to rerun the tape to my early on years, even earlier on than what how early I am now. <laughs> but... Um, You know, I I can remember saying to myself, I am no longer going to drink alcohol. Um, I'm not going to get blackout belligerent and I'm not going to make those decisions no more because every time I have, it has served me lots of hurt, lots of regret, um, lots of sorrow. So why would I continue to invite that, right? Um, So I would still go to these gatherings saying I'm not going to do it. And then I would see my favorite thing right there. And I picked up my stumbling block. So I erred in my life by continuing to go to the place I knew I was going to err. If you hang around the barbershop, you're going to get a haircut. Yes. And um, I, I heard it said a while back, and I can't give credit to who it was, but they're genius. Um <laughs> I heard it said that... It totally me. <laughs> it must have been Aaron. <laughs> uh, claim it, girl. Claim it. <laughs> but they said that if you want to become healthy, you have to make that your identity. How do you make it your identity? By doing it all the time without fail. By doing it all the time and being consistent and being dependable in it. And being trustworthy in it. So you can trust that I'm going to go to the gym ever on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You can, you, I can guarantee I'm going to see you there on those days. That's the healthy girl. She really watches what she eats. She doesn't go and, and pig out on cupcakes. I know when she's going to, she's probably not going to eat that. She'll, she'll want some flavored water. So it's I'll make sure her. I go and it becomes a part of our nature Mm -hmm. so if you want to be if you want to be a runner you have to take on the nature of a runner Mm -hmm. if you want to be someone who's spiritual you have to take on the person you have to take on the identity of a spiritual person that person prays every day she's so spiritual i know i'm going to go to her she's really spiritual because i know she prays every day well the reason i know that she prays every day is because she prays every day without fail. There's no, there's no break in it. She, she doesn't go backwards. She, she's committed. It's her truth. It's part of who she is. And there's always evidence that follows that. Yes. So you you hear this person who's who's well versed in prayer. I'm not talking about fancy murmurings and all of that, but you you can see it. You can feel it. The runner, there's evidence that she's running. She's lost a lot of weight. And now you see her running with a smile on her face because it's become a part of her. Um, and so there's evidence. We can we can 
claim to be something all day long, but at some point we got to get up at 4 a.m., yeah. put the yoga britches on, put the sweatshirt on, and get on to the gym, uh, and so to oh, speak. four comes so early. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I, I've been getting up at 4.30 in the morning for some months now. And now even on my day off, I, I naturally wake up at that time because it's become a part of my character. Everybody teases me because I go to bed early because they know that's who I am. And it's funny because even my phone, like on Wednesdays, will say 45 minutes to this address. The reason why it recognizes that on Wednesdays at that time, it's going to be 45 minutes to my next destination without me doing anything is because I do it so often. It's predicting my next move. Even my phone knows my nature. So Holly shared this with me, y'all, about how she was getting up at 4.30 and she was doing, and this is just her, by the way. So when you hear me kind of list some detail that if you don't do this, that doesn't make anybody wrong or anything. It's just what she wanted to do for her. She wanted to dive a little deeper with the Lord, I believe. And so she decided, I'm going to do something sacrificial that's eventually going to become a part of me. So she shared with me how she was waking up at 4.30 and she was spending and an hour long study in the word of God, doing a Bible study and just, just opening up her heart first thing before she starts her work day and her family's up and she's there to serve them, how she's going to make this who she is. And so that really inspired me on, on me just spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally, to be honest, because my truth, y'all, I hear that a lot and I hate it and now I'm saying it, but um, I I would go to bed at 11. Everybody's asleep. My husband's asleep by 8.30. He's like a pawpaw. And I stay up for the next two and a half hours watching my favorite show and what I, what I, how I would validate that was I work very hard, which I do. I clean the house, which I do. I do the laundry. I take care of the kids, take care of my husband. I go to church. I'm active in ministry. I serve people and I, and I do my best, but when and I was you work a full-time job, yes, <laughs> but I was, I was doing myself a disservice because I was eliminating things out of my life that were going to make me better. And so Holly shared these things with me. And so I have adopted some of what she's doing. So now I go to bed by nine. Um, and I'm waking up at five o'clock every morning. My goal is to get up at four 30 because I want a lot time for the gym. Uh, that's my next, my next level, next devil. I really want to adopt that, um, into my life, but it all starts. Um, it starts with action. So well, it sucks. It does. It, getting up early in the morning or, you know, taking time out to do the, or working on cleaning house, cleaning one part of your house every day and, and, and getting your house, you know, whatever, whatever your, your thing is. Um, the process stinks. It does. I mean, and, and that's what we want to do is we want to skip the process. Well, if you're going to skip the process, you're not going to get a genuine end result. Mm -mm. It's going to be temporary. Yes. Maybe you get success and, you know, maybe you get some success from it. It just doesn't last because it hasn't become a part of who you are. You're going to get the glitter, but you're not going to get the diamond. You're going to get, you're going to get get the cubic zirconia. You're going to get those, (laughs) you're going to get those little bit of, of glimmers of success, those glimmers of hope, those glimmers of, of the things that you want in your life, whether it be weight loss, whether it be. A, a, a stronger connection to God, a stronger connection to your husband, a cleaner house, whatever whatever it is, you're going to get glimmers of that, but you won't get the full-fledged thing. You'll never see you'll never see the weight come off and stay off. You'll never see the relationship that you should have with God. You'll never have that connection so completely where you feel like you are stepping on his heels right um instead of feeling like you're searching for the footsteps yeah um you will never have that that connection with your spouse to where you finish each other's sentences and 
you know what they're gonna what they're gonna do Sorry. or where they're gonna Ray go. Ray hates it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that, but I mean, you will never have that that where God really wants you to be. Yeah. Um, because God cares about us completely. He can, he cares about us not just in our relationship with Him. Now, don't get me wrong. He wants that close relationship. He longs for that close relationship. That where you're stepping on his heels. He longs for that. That's what he wants. Um, but he also wants you to be connected to your spouse. He wants yeah. it to be to where you you are excited to go home and spend time with them and that you see the things they're doing and you recognize the changes in them. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to have a long life. He wants you to to have all the things that you want and desire in your life. He wants that for you. But he's also not just going to give it to you. Right. Anything worth having is worth working for. Because mm. the, when you work for it, you appreciate it more. So I'm going to bust. I'm, I'm thinking about a bust myself out here in just a second <laughs> right now she's texting so she can only do one thing at a time well <laughs> my daughter had uh surgery today so she asked me if she could take her medicine now if it was time Bless to take her, her pain medicine so i'm having to keep her on a schedule so um <laughs> so here's what i do okay so oh, i get Lord. on this i get on this okay i'm changing i'm constantly trying to change myself right <laughs> i want to get better in all aspects of my life you know so i get like just feet first head first not feet first head this first okay. and i go all out and i start doing really great then i start getting aggravated <laughs> because other people. because other people aren't doing it <laughs> because Maybe Ray's not doing it, and he's not appreciating all the hard work I'm putting into it. Right. Or, I mean, you don't want a healthy meal? What are you talking about? You don't want a healthy meal. Don't you want to live? <laughs> or, if you, you eat know. that, you will die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to my third service this week, uh, and, or my sixth service this week in this church, and four hours away has got What's revival. Let's go you? right Why now. Why don't you want to do this? And I'm like... What? Uh, but I get kind of like aggravated with my husband because he doesn't want to just jump in everything like head first like I do. Hi. So yeah, so I'm like Ray. Forgot so your dish. He is like so chill and even keeled, and I'm so extreme in everything that um, I have to remember that uh, just because I am ultra focused on something i can't put that expectation on him that is so wow. not fair it's good holly i've been on the receiving end on that not on you specifically <laughs> but from other people. megan no. <laughs> in my life though i've had people in my life and again i'm not using holly leona as um as an by the way that is not my middle name hey i named her hey guys i do this really thing where i name people and and like i say it and then people around us start to adopt that and they call these people that are close to me these things and then they're like is that even their real name and i'm like no (laughs) i never said it was for me she only calls me by my my full name name, though full name name. and it's very quick it is and she's not going to do it on the podcast because i yeah, she no. doesn't want nobody knocking <laughs> at her door. Um, where was I going? Holly. What'd she do? I don't know. I, I busted my Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we got to keep her on track. Squirrel. Um, anyway, I've, I've had people around me. Uh, they were like gung-ho about something, and then they started expecting me to be gung-ho. And I'm like, listen here, Linda. <laughs> If I want to eat 15 cheese sticks, I'm going to eat 15 cheese sticks. I'm teasing. That's 14 now. <laughs> and then but, she called me in Holly and was complaining so because she ate 14 cheese sticks. <laughs> anyway. Um, and I'm like, don't you want to live? Stop. <laughs> I, I'm doing the fishing pole thing, and that means reel it in, ladies. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, I love that you've adopted that, Holly, because that can actually hurt the people around you. Because um, 
back to our even our very first recording podcast if y'all followed us through up until this third episode mm-hmm. um certain people have certain convictions and and certain people feel led to work on certain pieces of them mm-hmm. and just because i want to work on on my health doesn't mean that the next sister does or brother and i should never place that expectation on them and not everybody is at the same place at the same time no um just because um you know sister holly's been working on her weight loss for a couple years now couple well, for a while now. <laughs> a bajillion. For a, for a while hey, now. She and is I've a skinny through, mama. You know, I went through, when we first met, if you listen to the first podcast, you'll remember that we said that me and Sister Holly, when we when I first met her, we went and worked out together. And um, I was going through a divorce, and then I got remarried, and had six kids to take care of and the gym went by the wayside and then I got pregnant and I had another kid oh. and I gained all that weight back. Kids always run our bodies. Oh, they just ruin it. <laughs> Did and I say so, that? <laughs> um, and I, I'm now at the place I was back then where I was like, okay, well, my kid is now eight years old, seven, eight years old. It's they just no baby longer, fat, Erin. It's just baby um, fat. They no longer have the baby fat so I can no longer claim it. As baby fat. I always claimed because... I was just big bone, but I've never <laughs> seen a, I've never seen a fat skeleton. Hey, I've heard my mom say that, and yeah. I was like, Mom, well, that's so not there really was, a thing. Yeah, so there was when I was when I was younger, um, I there was some some things spoken to me and over me. Um, I was told my dad's family is a larger family. They they all have um, they all have weight issues. I mean, just let's just call a spade a spade. Um, Wait, and they have they spade have health what? issues. A spade a spade. It's let's a car. Call a spade a spade, which oh. just means let's call it what it is. Okay, I learned something, y'all. Yeah. Um, so they have they have weight issues. My my grandmother had a, a gastric bypass when she was when I was little bitty because she was very large, um, and my my aunts and my dad. Um, they all have weight issues and they have health issues because of that. And I was, and my mother, on the other hand, is a little bitty tiny thing. Um, still is. My sister is a little bitty tiny thing. And I was told that I might as well be prepared. That I was going to be big like my dad's side of the family, not little like my mama's. And I didn't gain weight until after I started having kids I was you know I was like a size eight um between a five and an eight um the whole time I was in high school and then in my 20s and then I had kids and um the weight came on and I never really did anything to take it off until like I said my youngest son was like seven eight years old and I was like okay there's no baby fat left on left on him, so I can't have any baby fat left on me. And so I started um, to the gym and changing the way I was and changing the way I was eating, and um, I lost the weight. And then I got remarried and had another kid, and I put the weight back on, and now we're at the same spot and I'm like I'm just I'm I'm tired of being here you know um and sometimes we just finally get tired of being where we were or where we are and that forces us to find a different form of success I always heard the the term poverty creates ingenuity well so does being heavy yeah so um I've had Many people know I've I was 444 pounds at one time, and I've had both the sleeve and the bypass. I had a bypass revision, so um, I I get a lot of oh you took the easy way, and I'm uh. like um no ma'am no ham no turkey it was not easy, <laughs> uh, and it still isn't. I still struggle with my weight. I still have. I mean, my whole life is um I've struggled with it. So. Yeah. You really look for ways to be able to have the things that you love, 
but different versions of it. Yes. And and to be able to not deprive yourself and be able to recognize when you've gotten off track and mm-hmm. then realign yourself again and course correct. Hey, that was so spiritual, Holly. <laughs> that well, is that is so spiritual. But you can you can you you really can parallel that with yeah. it, all parts of your life, but I mean, I at this point right now, I've put on some weight um, from my lowest, and I can tell. I mean, I can feel it. You may not be able to tell to look at me, but I can feel it. And so I've got to make some changes, start um, cooking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got to start doing things like meal prepping. Mm-hmm. I've got to make sure that I've got snacks and things available. I've got to, you know, I would take a frozen dinner and I would zhuzh it up with, you know, broccoli and make it, you know, fancier. And so there's little tricks and things that I would do to make sure that I had the best options available and stop buying things like peanut butter Pop-Tarts and cupcakes. Oh, it is such a thing. And they are delicious. But I don't buy them. I don't buy Pop-Tarts for the house because I can't stay out of them. There are things I don't, I don't get cereal because I can't stay out of it. I can't have cereal or chips. There's just some things I know that I don't have. um, Control. I don't, I don't have control. (laughs) I lose control. It's back to the self-control thing. Yeah. You know, and Jesus wants us to have self-control. Yes. And, and, and because when we don't have self-control, it, it morphs into addictions and food can absolutely be an addiction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, food is definitely an addiction. And a lot of times there are people who will say, well, I, I'm not addicted to anything or I could, I'm, 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 I've never been addicted to drugs or I've never, I've never had an alcohol addiction. But, you know, and, and, but maybe you're 20 pounds heavier than you should be. I mean, most of the time it's more than that. But, I mean, there are things... Can can you pass up that cupcake sitting on the counter? Can you? No. <laughs> can you? It's that that chocolate chip cookie that just came out of the oven. Can you just eat one? The trick is don't have the chocolate chip cookies coming out of the oven. I I remember <laughs> at where I worked at before we had like this chili cook off and this this guy who I also go to church with makes like Hi, this <laughs> world renowned. Uh, Deer chili, which is, oh my gosh, it was so amazing. And I would look forward to it every fall whenever he would make it. So I am, I'm about a hundred pounds down at this point and I'm sitting in the break room and I'm smelling all these different chilies wafting. He's making a big bowl of it. It's melted with cheese and sour cream and Fritos. And I mean, I am just like melting in my seat and I literally, and I knew I couldn't have it, and I had been doing really well for a long time, and I literally started to bawl mm-hmm. right there in the break room. And he looked over at me, he said, dude, what is wrong with you? And I said, I just want some so bad, but I know that my body is allergic to that. Because when I eat that, I swell up. I, I gain weight. Well, you don't stop. And I can't stop. Just like a frenzy happens, like when an alcoholic is put in, has alcohol, or when a heroin addict has is, is got heroin, I feel that same frenzy when yes. I start eating and can't stop. So I started to sit there and bawl, and I'll never forget that. And I thought, this has got complete control over me. Mm-hmm. I cannot allow this anymore. I've got to get control of myself. And I still fight it even, to, I mean, you guys witnessed the cupcake episode <laughs> a while ago i still fight it today right. one time me and holly were out eating at olive garden after a church service and uh it was the first real time i was really trying to lose weight and i lost like 38 pounds and uh we went to olive garden and uh we'd been doing really good but we were just gonna semi splurge so i got a little bit of grilled chicken with some alfredo sauce on top uh, yada yada and I allowed myself a breadstick because I wasn't going to completely just deprive myself so I did that and then the lady brought us more and I looked at it and she said don't do it I went to reach for it and the sister dumps her tea on it <laughs> and I was like what are you doing and she was like it's a trick I learned when I lost all my weight <laughs> Thank really? you, helpy helper, did. Oh, I was so <laughs> mad. I was like, I wanted five breadsticks. 
breadsticks. I know you didn't eat five breadsticks. I did. Didn't I ate one and a chicken. I went home pouting. And uh, <laughs> I do that like when I have leftovers and I know I'm going to take them home immediately yes. and eat them. I'll dump ranch dressing all over. I'm it like, makes forget me it. So mad. Don't eat with Holly. Y'all. Or I'll I'll uh, dump like ketchup all over oh. it. So I so there's it's ruined. You know, it, uh, dumping ranch dressing maybe not so bad, but. I probably would eat it anyway. With <laughs> on it. I would. But ketchup or, or something. Salt all over. Or something to Ooh. make it where it's unedible so I can't go back and eat it. Some people will put part of their plate in a to-go box and set it aside. I can't do that. I'll just start eating out of the to-go box. Oh. Or I'll start eating it on the way home. Or when you're not looking all incognito and eat off your plate. I have no, I have no couth. I don't care. I'll eat off your plate. <laughs> so, okay, so leave it on the t- go, go, with- to, go to the restroom and see what happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that, so just for for everybody out there, if you go out to eat with Sister Holly, um, go to the bathroom before the food comes, <laughs> and then put yeah. your arm around your plate so that she can't get to it. Well, here's here's uh, well here's what I do now that I've had the bypass and I can't you know I've had these surgeries so I can't eat very much. Um, I want to know, I want you to order something different and you to order something different so that I can try oh, bites I off of your plates and then I just won't order anything. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> that's one way to do it. It's uh, Hey, that that's not only a, a food saver, a, a stomach saver, it's also a money saver. So you're working on the, your financial issues as well well i'll tell you what it's also it also promotes divorce because ray doesn't want to share his food with me (laughs) have you ever heard of those weighted blankets this is off subject but have you ever Uh seen those weighted blankets your divorce blanket ray calls it a divorce blanket because he said i'm like it's a nice big warm hug and he said no it's a divorce blanket because i can't come anywhere near you Hey, it's hilarious. We've called it divorce blankets for years. We've even got our pastor's wife saying it. It's It's the the divorce blanket. blanket. It is. But they're still together all these years, so I guess it's... Praise God. I gave gave it away. I gave it to Emma. She had to give it away. I did. I gave it to Emma, so she uses my divorce blanket. Well... She's not married, so it's okay. Absolutely That's not. That's hilarious. <laughs> so we don't want her to get married anytime no. soon. So no. we can just, she can just continue to use it for a few <laughs> yeah, more I'll years. I'll get her a second one. <laughs> <laughs> so it, don't y'all find it so interesting? I mean, that in order for us to be successful in relationships and, and weight and health and uh, financial things, ministry or just relationships with God or relationships with people in general, that you almost kind of have to sort of go through some things to, to get there um, to have that success. Well, yeah, because, I mean, just because relationships change. Yeah. People change. And... You know, you hear of people who are getting divorced for it and they say, well, she's not she's changed. not the same that she as she was when we got married. He's not the same. Well, duh. No. I hope not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, 10 years from now, they say, what is it? Every seven years, your taste buds mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. and things you may not have liked seven years ago, you'll find like you love That's them true. now. That's not true with me. So, I still like pizza and tacos. You only only. Like, you only <laughs> like chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> she really has the palate of a five-year-old. Um, and, I, and I thought she was doing better because she was cooking. She's she's a cooking woman now. I'm a cooking uh, girl. <laughs> um, but and I there have there have been some things that she's like, oh, I tried this, and it's like it's like a bar, it's like a some kind of honey whatever chicken i put the breadcrumbs on it make it different so it's the same chicken but i try different flavors and i convince my husband that like i'm actually cooking cooking. yeah that's so so sweet he believes that you know it's a good thing that 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 uh that he's 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 a smart man but he's he's a little uh, he's a baby too (laughs) His palate, me. his palate is just as as advanced as his he wife's. He will is. eat black so, beans, and I will not. Oh goodness gracious! But anyway, they people get divorced, and they say he's changed or she's changed. Well, duh. You know, if your taste buds change every seven years, 
why would you think that your likes and dislikes of other things would still be the same? Just because you liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when you were 14 <laughs> and they were the best thing ever and they were... Um, they were the best thing ever, and your bedroom was decorated with them, and you had them. Doesn't mean when you're 24, you're still going to want your bedroom decorated with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're going to want the bed sheets, and you're going to want it. Her husband's, My husband's in, the in the background saying, I do. Well, yes, what he wants. <laughs> he doesn't. He just likes to, to act like. Well, but, and I mean, also, Aaron, yeah. I mean, from what you're saying is a lot of times, you know, experiences change people Mm -hmm. so experience changed me from the 15 year old girl that I was right going through those hardships opened up my eyes to maybe that's not what I like and and maybe that that thing does feel good in the moment but I see I've, I've got all these examples where it just ends up really bad and I don't want that and so of course you change over time because your experiences change so um Raising out my first husband, I've been married three times. I was married when I was 17, which went over like a lead balloon. That didn't work out. Then I had another practice husband. (laughs) That didn't last very long either. (laughs) However, um, Ray and I have been together for 20 years. Mm. So we are not the same people, obviously, that we were 20 years ago. When we started our relationship... We were not in church, and I had never really been to church. I didn't even know how to look up a scripture. Yeah. So when I went and finally and and really liked it, he joined me. And I believe, and I and I believe this because I've been married before him, but I believe that we would not be together if we weren't if we had not gone to church together yeah, because we grew spiritually at this, at this, maybe not the same speed, but at the same time we were both in pursuit. So I think that if our goal or, or the, the vision is the same, the end result, the goal is the same, then we're go, we're rowing in the same direction. What causes the friction is when one person's growing and the other person's not. And, and that, you know, I mean, has caused so much chaos and, and there are relationships that have been severed in my life because of that reason. I saw this, I saw this one time and it said that, um, don't cry over the relationships that God removes from your mm-hmm. life because he hears conversations that you, you don't do. hear. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm rowing in the same direction as my yes. husband as long as he's following Christ. Right. Yes. Because that's the way God set it up. Right. And I think that we would, um, we wouldn't be married if it wasn't for that. And I thank the Lord that he put us in a position. He positioned us to be able to last and and expose us to, you know, Christ and what he did for us. Well, I mean, we we have to realize, I mean, just like, you know, and that's whether it be a, a, a relationship as a marriage relationship or whether it be a friendship, um, you have to, you have to grow together. Like, I have friends that I was friends with in high school that I'm no longer friends with. And not because, you know, they did something wrong or I did something wrong. We we graduated and we grew apart. And then I have friends that I've... I have one friend that I've... We've been friends since I was born. Um, I, when I was just a toddler crawling I used to crawl from my house or walk from my toddle from my house to her house down the street um we've been friends since I was born and we can be away from each other for years not be in the same room for years and then as soon as we see each other again it's right back in that same rhythm that it was our whole time growing up but we did grow up together. You know, I know things about her that 
some other people may never know because I was with her when we were growing up. Um, and she doesn't expect me to still be that 10 year old girl. Um, and I don't expect her to still be that 10 year old girl. I, we, we know that life has changed us, but we can still be who we are together. Yeah. And we also have to understand in relationships, we can't ever, um, mistake growing apart or God removing someone from our life from our friend just going through a season. Right. Because there's seasons of your life that affect people's availability. Example me. When I was single before I had a husband, I lived at both of y'all's houses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and and now I could still do that. I wouldn't have a connection with my own husband though. Well. You know, there's seasons that go through that. And I actually had to talk to our pastor about that because I was like, I, I don't I don't know how to do all this. And, and I was advised you can't. He said, it's just a season of your life. It's change. But that doesn't mean that relationship has to go away. Right. Right. And we had that discussion. I mean, I remember you calling me and being yes. like, I'm so sorry. I feel like I have <laughs> neglected you. And I was like, Megan, you're married. I didn't expect it to still be the same as it was before that. I think I did, though. Right. I had that picture in my head. You had that expectation, but the thing is, is that the reason why you had that expectation is because that had been your life Mm -hmm. for so many years, waiting on the blessing that God was going to give you. And, And me and Holly knew that your expectation of what was going to be was not anywhere close to what it was going to be because <laughs> we we know cuz we have husbands we have yeah. kids we know what that takes and yeah. and and that there are times in your relationship in your marriage where you have more time for your friends yes um and then there are times when everything's going chaotic and your friends are just you're just like hey I'll catch, up. You with me. <laughs> I'll catch up with you when I can. But right now, life is just chaotic. Yeah. And the friends that are meant to be there yes. will understand those seasons. And survive them. Yes. And survive them and be stronger on the other side of them than they were before. I mean, that's... You can't... In a, in a, rela- in a relationship, in a, a friendship... You, you can't be selfish. Some of my friends are seasonal. They just are. Yeah, They're yeah. here for a season, and then, you know, I don't see them for a long time, and then we catch back up, and um, and then we we pick up right where we left off. And some friends are not seasonal, and Me. they're there. <laughs> You're there for everything. I'm but, there for everything. But then I've got friends like um, my friend Janae. I will go around her, and we automatically become giggling goofballs. They get us in trouble in church, y'all. And we get <laughs> looks from people because they just they can't sit together. We just we just cannot sit together. <laughs> but but it's like but when it's time for serious, we know it's time for serious. But sometimes you know, some y'all get it church. mixed up. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes how we forget how to be good. Sometimes <laughs> that's what Sister Holly's grandson says. <laughs> just forgets. It's hard. So, but you know, you just have some of those friends where you just you revert back to your teenage self and you just become goofy. But it doesn't mean you're not matured. It just means they bring that that part of you out sometimes. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, yeah. laughter is medicine. You just need to just be goofy. You just need to let go and just just be goofy. It's okay. It's okay to just be goofy sometimes. Is it? What is this goofy you speak of? Oh, whatever. Ah, this is new information. It is your your 98% lifestyle. Like, you have 2% serious. Hey, so I was teaching at, (laughs) our our church has a a rehab that is through there and connected to it. A woman out of our our church, um, Sister Jamie, started a ministry. Our pastor was there visiting and and, um, doing a one-on-one with one of the the, um, 
the the people there, and I'm picking my words wisely, y'all. And um, anyway, while I was inside, and I was just being me, and he walked in. He said, "Are you teaching Bible study?" And I was like, "Right now, no. I'm just laughing." But in a minute, we're gonna get to that part. <laughs> in a minute, we're gonna get serious. Yes. Right now, we're I can feel this fun. serious coming on, but it's not on yet. Yeah. Hey, it's that. I mean. So we did um, a lock-in for our, our sisterhood girls at our church um, a couple weeks ago. And we had plenty of serious moments with some funny sprinkled in. So we'd have a lesson and then we sent them chasing around the church looking for clues and a scavenger hunt. And then we'd have serious and then we set them down and we did facials. And then we have a serious, and then we played musical chairs. Because who doesn't love musical chairs? I mean, seriously. Hey, I get ages. I get. I t- I started earlier. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. I started earlier talking about there's no competition with me because I want you to win. I'm sorry, I lied. I have to confess, Lord Jesus, forgive me. When it comes to that kind of stuff. I want to win, and I will push you down uh, to do it. Sister Holly is... <laughs> I, the, I don't play to lose. So, I play to is, win. It is yeah. so funny because our church is like... We are the most loving church there is. <laughs> when you put a people, game in it... People people will come into the church, and they're, they're like scared sometimes because people are like rushing them to give them hugs. But you take that same those same people... That are like hugging everybody and telling everybody they love them, and you put a kickball in front of them. Oh, it's on, baby! And we've had we've had your teeth uh, eat the like, dust. We thought there was a broken ankle at one of our dodgeball, uh, one of our kickball. We don't play dodgeball. It would be scary to play dodgeball. Uh, at one of our kickball tournaments, we had a guy fall down a hill at one of the kickball <laughs> tournaments. We've had people kicked. We've had we had. I, I'm almost. We almost had a knockdown drag out one time. I mean, like these people <laughs> and our pastor. Oh, my, Her watch. Uh, my watch is talking to me. Um, our pastor is. <laughs> our pastor is the worst. I mean, like when it comes to that, like there is not a single person more competitive than our pastor. Like he he is in it to win it, and if he do, and he is a sore loser, <laughs> if he does not win, he is a. Now he'll shake your hand and he'll hug your neck, but he does not like to lose, and he has ingrained that in the people in our church. And so, if there's a game to be played, you better believe that everybody is playing to win. And we don't. Our pastor does not believe in second place trophies. No. So second place is the first loser. You either win. Or you lose, and those are the only two options. And I've seen more people being taken out in games at the church. Sister Sarah one time ran around the corner and we fell. The chairs were the shooting. chairs. Oh my god! Do you remember Holly? They made a video and they the, played. Do it I over remember? And over. We've played the video for people at work. <laughs> oh, I remember. Oh, so I mean, we've had it's. Poor Sarah. It's, it's one of those you have to sec. You have to think. Okay. How bad do I want to win? Am I willing to lose a limb? Because it's a possibility. It's only for games that I'm competitive. Everything else, I I really honestly want you to win. <laughs> I, want you I to, really yeah. honestly do. But if it is a if it is a Shadrachs card, or but, a Chick Fil A card, or a Dairy Queen card, um, yeah, you're going down. I was called a narcissist earlier because I. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I was called a psycho. I was called a psycho last week because my son came in and I was listening to our first podcast, the first episode when it came out. And um, and um, my son came in and he said, um, are you listening to your own podcast? And I said, yes. And he goes, are you laughing at your own podcast? And I said, yes. He goes, you may be psycho. <laughs> I was like... I cannot help that I am enjoying our podcast. I just hope everybody else enjoys it as much as I am. And he's like, ah, you're weird. So, um, okay, so guys, 
we are at time. Um, I do want to let you guys know we have a email. Um, our email is kickdon'tquitpod at gmail.com. So if you would like to send us a message, if you have any kind of anything you want to say to us, um, good, bad, ugly, send it. We'd be more than happy if you have any questions for us, anything you'd like to know. Please send that to our email. We're also on Facebook at Kick It Don't Quit It. Um, we're on Instagram. Um, I think it's Kick It Don't Quit It as well on Instagram. And then, of course, our YouTube page, Kick It Don't Quit It. Um, and then, of course, you can listen to the podcast on either Spotify or Apple Podcast. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed.